Warning, what follows is a story of a monster's madness and mayhem. I am Nick. And I'm Zach. (laughs) Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world and As you just so extravagantly heard, the day this episode comes out, it is in fact Halloween. Oh yeah. The spooky season never ends for us, but today it is at its peak for all of mankind. Sure is. And mankind approaches Halloween in many different ways. There's many different faucets, facets? Faucets too, maybe. There you go. Turn on the Halloween, let it flow, baby. There you go. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, made it work. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so many different spooky stories and creepy things apply to Halloween, and we are going to be discussing a nice handful of them. Yeah. Perhaps a buckshot of spooky, aim that spooky shotgun at you. Yeah, let's. Uh, and then see uh, what transpires from there. Yeah, we got a handful each, I think. I think so, yeah. Spooky little short guys. Oh, yeah. Some slight frights, some monstrous tales. Yeah. Well, Some epic stuff. Cool. Stuff. Yeah. Epic stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, what is on the agenda? All right. Well, I'll just jump in here. Please dive in. With my first tale. The Halloween is flowing. We've made a pool of the spooky. Let's jump in. Janet Christman was a 13-year-old babysitter. All right, well, okay. Um, three days for her before her 14th birthday, Yes, she was babysitting a neighborhood boy, uh, the two-and-a-half-year-old, and the parents had gone out for, I don't know, a night of drinks, maybe? Feels appropriate. They were out for quite a bit. Um they didn't arrive home until one thirty in the the evening, the, the the early morning hours, I guess, to some. Yes, nighttime, morning time. My bedtime typically Gosh. around then. I wish that <laughs> yeah, I wish that was to my bedtime. Uh, I'm an old man. Yeah. Well, Janet Christman never got to celebrate her fourteenth birthday. I feel like that's a bad thing. I'm not a fan. Earlier in the earlier in the night, uh, the local police department got a phone call, and a young girl's voice had gasped out into the phone, "Come quick!" It was followed by a couple sobs, okay, and maybe even a scream before the phone disconnected. Oh shit! This was 1950, so there's no way to trace the phone call. No. However, when the um, the Romax got home to figure out what was going on with their babysitter, they immediately knew something had gone wrong with Why? the porch lights being on still. Okay. And it seemed as if the side window to one of the bedrooms had been broken. Uh, they had they called the police immediately. Which two and two got put together. Mm-hmm. That was probably the girl who called earlier because Janet Chrisman was found um, in the living room. She had been beaten over the head with a pipe or some sort of bludgeoning object similar. She had puncture wounds to her head and neck, I think. Okay. She had been strangled with a cord from an electric iron and had been raped. I remember when I said Happy Halloween. Yeah. Oh, well. That's not what that is. That is not a good time. No. Janet Chrisman, like I said, 
young girl was murdered horrifically. Yeah, I mean it's fucked up. Yeah. Um the police eventually decided that that broken window was done after the fact because uh it seemed to as if to have been made to stage a scene rather than that it was somebody breaking in yeah. to startle the girl. The police deduced that the killer had been in the house or had been invited in, probably because uh, she, they were known to Janet Chrisman. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. So there was a suspect. Um, his name was Robert Mueller. He was a friend of the Romax, and he was familiar to Chris, to Janet. I keep saying her last name. Sure. But to Janet. Yeah. Uh, he was questioned. He supposedly carried a mechanical pencil that was similar to, in size, to the stab wounds that were found on her. So, like, mechanical pencils were so rare that they knew this guy was known for having one? I guess so. Right? It seemed this a lot to me. Right? But eventually he was uh, cleared um, and sued, countersued the police department for libel. Ugh. So Chris Janet's murder was never officially solved. And this is where the urban legend of the babysitter and the man in the house or the man upstairs comes from, which is a very common horror trope. And what franchises? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Most? Many? Yeah, it is an urban legend that really took hold in the 1960s, about 10 years after this murder. Yes. Um, and it always involves the phone call. Yeah. Phone always. Yeah, the phone's always involved, whether it's calling the police or somebody gives a tip or somebody keeps calling the house saying to check the children. Mm-hmm. And the call is coming from inside the house. Mm. It's kind of like the man is already inside the house. Right. Um, yeah. So this horrific murder of a young girl. When did it take place again? In 1950, I believe. And then it started to become... And it was in Missouri. Um, and you said like in the 1960s it became more yeah. known. Yeah, there's no internet that immediately spread the urban legend back then. No, it is amazing how long it, it takes like years for things to happen. Mm -hmm. But eventually it became the urban legend that spread around, you know, check the children, calls coming from inside mm -hmm. the house. Eventually, the babysitter calls the police. They trace the next call. Yeah. And they say it's inside the house, and chaos ensues. Murders ensue. Murder. And that's where that urban legend comes from. Uh, obviously, like you said, many horror movies after that have yeah, played like, on that storyline. It wasn't some franchise with a guy with, like, with a double M name, like... Mitchell Mathers or something? Is that the... Is Marshall that, Mathers? Is that a kill? Oh, my God. <laughs> something like that. One of those double M's. Eminem? Eminem, yeah. Yep. Eminem I mean, is inside your house. And he is... Uh, he's only got one shot. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's coming for you. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so there's a ton of different variations on that story, though. Um, if you even go to the Wikipedia, there's a ton of variations on the urban legend. Um, you know, with the, according to Wikipedia, babysitter manages to rescue the children. The prowler gets arrested by police. Some versions of the children don't survive. While being taken away by the police, the prowler whispers or says out loud, See you soon to the babysitter. Like, wow! I mean, these are just, you know... Yeah, just part of the legends, but I mean... So what a catchphrase for a killer. See you soon. There was kind of a basis for this urban legend. And that was Janice. Janet. Janet. I apologize. Christman. 
Got it. Uh, in 1950, being murdered just on a routine babysitting gig. And no one has any idea. And yeah, just unsolved. Still a cold case. Well, it's a uh, depressing. Yeah, it's not great. It's uh, interesting. That spooky. It is spooky. It's interesting that you chose. You talked about that story um, during that time frame as well. Yeah, why is that? Well, because um, place yourself. Imagine yourself in the 1960s. Cool. Imagine yourself at a Halloween party. Okay. Um, imagine a time where commercial costumes were not necessarily um, in vogue. Like, you know, back in the day when you kind of have to make your own costume. Yeah. All right. So, you know, kind of, you know, DIY, everybody's, which again, looking at any of those old costumes is always amazing to me because they all look horrifying. They're terrifying. But I, I also think that could be because. Just modern convections, maybe, or. Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, I grew up. My mom always made my costumes when I was a kid, and they never looked that terrifying. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I just sent something to you to kind of set the stage. Your phone's going to go off. You should just look at that image. I don't know where that is. Oh, there it is, and there it is. Just take a look at that, just for fun. Just look and describe what you see. Blow it up. Just kind of look at it. Let it just kind of soak it in for a second. Oh, yeah, that is... Uh... A I bunch mean, of horrific-looking clown masks, and then a guy with just a black hood on. Interesting that he stands out to you. I mean, Stuart, doesn't he? He almost kind of looks like Venom. <laughs> he looks kind of like, like a bad time. Um, yeah, well, anyways, so there was like, uh, you know, 1962, there was a Halloween party. All right. Okay. This photo was taken during that Halloween party, and it appears that um, that was kind of the... It's the uh, there's a reason why that photo... It might have been the only photo taken during that Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's of note because that individual... I'm rocking his cool, scary black cloak Halloween mask. Um, well, that guy... That guy had a plan. Was it a good one? Well, after I tell you, you can tell me if you think it's good or not good. Okay. So he chose to, uh, his plan was to lock all the doors so no one could escape. For drinks? Um, something, again, something would be flowing. Because his idea was he was going to, uh, you know, murder multiple people so no one could leave. Um, he barricaded the doors, and then he killed seven people. Well, that's not a good time. Before the, uh, the cops showed up. But he eluded the cops. But then the FBI started searching for him. Okay. And then, um, like, I think seven years went by. Yeah, seven seems to be an important number with the story. Seven years would go by and they'd find that, like, black scary mask. So what makes it interesting... It's just like a bed sheet almost, it looks like. It's horrifying. And maybe for a work Halloween party i should just go in normal clothes and wear that mask and be like happy halloween <laughs> oh no who are you a bad man but it's interesting that you started the episode with your story because you combine that that story is, includes the murdering and unfortunately you know the deceased babysitter this story incorporates a mask because mm-hmm. it's, it's basically it's it's the urban legend of the halloween massacre of 1962 why is it an urban legend? Because the story I told you never happened. Oh, yeah. It was extrapolated from this fucking horrifying image, and people mm-hmm. would tell stories about it and make it a thing. Okay. So, like, that can permeate into the pop culture, mix in with the real-life murder of Janet, and then you can make any number of fictional horror serial killers. I mean, you get, you're kind of establishing the basis for... Uh... I mean, any of the masked slashers. Every single one of them. Something like that. Every single one of them, right. Um, I found this random website um, that I wanted to uh, I wanted to just read this um, quote. Because I, I feel like... I'm going to read it exactly as it's written. I feel like it's from uh, Prezi.com, just kind of about the Abaya Chiquilla Meeks, just about, you know, the 
Halloween Massacre of 1962. That again, never happened. Did not happen because um, Snopes even did a thing on it, which I'm going to dive into a little bit. Just didn't have no evidence of any massacre happening in 1962 of Halloween related, no FBI stuff. Um, I feel like the purpose of this legend is to scare people and to get your brain thinking. Any story about killing is scary to hear, but with this story, it make you think. Why did he only kill seven when he planned to kill them all? How did he escape if all the doors were locked from the outside? But again, the story is false. How do you lock him from the outside when he's inside, too? I mean, magical powers, right? Yep. Who the hell knows? And then just to jump to the uh, the Snopes article. Because uh, also worth mentioning that I should have mentioned in my retelling is that the murder weapon in this fictional Halloween massacre was, in fact... Kitchen knife. Uh-huh. Go-to weapon. Classic. Very classic. But yeah, the guy was never um, never captured because he didn't exist. Um, you know, the story itself, again, like you even mentioned, locked from, you know, the inside, but he's inside. How does he escape? How does no one escape? Seven people get killed, but then, like, everybody else seems to get out somehow. Um... Again, FBI finding a mask that's... For the, no, it's... I mean, that whole story sounds like a movie about any one of those slashers that we've been alluding to in these early minutes of our Halloween episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The Halloween Massacre of 1962. A gory, horrifying story that never existed. But we know how folklore and the game of telephone goes. Easily can be mixed in to create some of the legends that we experience... Today, I would think. Right. There could have been somebody with a mask at some point right around then or something that killed somebody or and then that story or picture. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, because, again, the, uh, I believe in the Texarkana murders, um, the man did cover his face. I do believe that. I do believe. I think that's real. I don't remember. But I know the movie did for sure. Yeah, I don't remember case. exactly if he, like... He did wear a pillowcase? Maybe. I, I remember find his, that out. his face was covered, I remember, but I don't remember if it was something as simple as like a hat down or something like along those lines, you know, just to not be a mask, but it 100% could have been a mask. I just don't recall. Oh, yeah. He 100% had a mask because it's on the cover of the movie. Oh, yeah. In the movie, he did. I'm wondering if the actual story, if he for sure did. That's one thing I wanted to just double check and make sure. Yeah, he had a pillowcase with holes cut out. Allegedly. Pillowcase, That's yeah. what yeah. So uh and I mean and that again was basically Jason Voorhees until he got his cool hockey mask. Mm-hmm. Dealing with bags and sacks on his head. Mm-hmm. The evolution of Jason is pretty cool. It takes movies it's for, out there. It takes movies for him to become like this infamous thing you know. It takes like three movies. Yeah, I think Friday I think the original Friday the thirteenth is still my my favorite. Yeah. Mine would definitely. And you don't be. even see Jason, really. No, he's not. Because he's not in it, really. That's yeah, spoilers. It's mommy. Spoilers. The movie came out like 40 years ago. Yeah, it's a sarcastic <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Mommy. Yep. But I mean, if I had to pick a favorite Friday the 13th, it would be, it'd be six, a new beginning. When lightning strikes the earth and he comes back as an undead zombie and he's flipping things and tearing people apart. It's just, you know. It's all fun. But again. That's that's six. We needed the groundwork before he could start doing that. Yeah. Is Kevin um, Bacon in the first one? Yes. Yeah. It's been a while since I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the fictional Halloween Massacre of 1962. I like when Kevin Bacon was in horror movies. I mean, he tried to re- he tried to be bring Tremors back, and they just, like, poo pooed it. Oh, yeah, it was going to be a whole series. Oh, fuck. They filmed I was the, talking about Tremors recently, and I was like, yeah, they filmed Tremors the, 1 is awesome. They filmed the pilot, and there was going to be like a thing, and I guess whatever network or service, they just oh, like backed out, which is... I hate that you told me this. Well, it sucks that it happened, so... Yeah. Because, you know what, franchise is amazing, and even the lesser ones are still amazing? Tremors. It's pretty good. One of them got real rough for me. Which one? I don't remember. Was it the third one? The Ass Blasters? Or was it when they're in the Wild West? Because that's the one where I was like, oh, man, what are we doing? When, maybe I don't recall. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch them. I'll report back. Good, good. I mean, you can easily buy the DVD boxes with everything. I have it. 
Good. Uh, Did you ever see the sci-fi show? No. I own them somewhere. But you can also buy that because it stars Christopher Lloyd. I did not know that existed. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, sci-fi killed it because it aired it out of order. And so like... Oh, you've told me this before. It's a good one though. Right. It's I liked it. Tremors 3 is basically like the first episode and then it kind of takes off from there. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Spooky stuff. Graboids. Graboids. Who doesn't love a good graboid? Come on. Well, for my next little short tale, mm-hmm. uh, it's one that I've always wanted to talk about. I've seen movies about it and all that stuff, but sure, it's never really been. From what I can tell, it's not a long enough tale of a spooky thing to really dive into for a whole episode. Sure, but there is in South America or Mexico and. Some of the southwestern states. I mean, I've heard of it here, so. Sure. But La Llorona is said to haunt the waterfront areas. What was its name? La Llorona. Okay. Probably not saying that great, but That's fine. for the most part, I got it. Sure. Um, this is a story of... It varies, because as the legends around these things do, um, the story varies somewhat from telling to telling, but it said that when the conquistadors uh, were around oh, and doing conquistador stuff... Oh, shit. Were they conquering? That uh, one took an indigenous woman oh, no, I don't as like... a... Uh, Okay. A wife or concubine, possibly. Ah, okay. And uh, she gave birth to one or two kids, and when the Spaniard abandoned her, great in some tellings, uh, she drowned her children to get back at him. Yeah, owned him good. Other reasons said, like, uh, she drowned her kids to... Uh, like, keep from having bastard children. Okay. Because that was a thing. Sure. Uh, there's a few different ways on which that came about, whether it was to get back at a jealous or a cheating husband. They The children were drowned. But ultimately, in all tellings of this story... Um, this woman drowns her children. And through time, uh, obviously begins becomes remorseful and obsessed with the fact that she killed her children. Yeah, regretful. Not maybe a act of rage, not thinking clearly. She is said to haunt the areas near water, and sometimes you hear sobbing or someone calling for their their child. Um, and some stories say that if she sounds far away, she's probably pretty close. Okay. And if she sounds pretty close, she's probably far away. Okay. But somewhere in between, if you run into her, she takes you because she wants a child, right? So, right, you, you either you end up in the afterlife with her, or bound to her, or just taken and yeah. killed, or ghost shit. Mm-hmm. So it is a ghost that haunts waters, um, and you know can hear sobbing. Probably get away from the water. Yeah, just yeah. don't mess with it. I saw this was compared to a, another child-murdering person that you've recently discussed. Okay. Lamia. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Compared to a bit of her story. That's true, yeah. Murdering. The, would the kids children. get murdered? Either she kills them or they get murdered. Right. And then she loses her mind and becomes a monster to 
kill more children and people and eat them maybe. Uh, on Wikipedia, there's a quote that says there's a text that originated about La Llorona uh, in late... 1519 in Mexico, which says the sixth omen was that many times a woman would be heard going along weeping and shouting. She cried out loudly at night saying, oh, my children, we are about to go forever. Or sometimes, oh, my children, where am I to take you? And uh, you can just browse Wikipedia on this one, but there's a different, I guess, some different local legends on it yeah um i've seen a number of different movies portraying uh this ghost entity and that's what i've always kind of associated with but like it is a real legend and supposed to be uh pretty frightening it does make me think of the legends that keep you away from water makes sense. That we Helpful. Discussed a lot. Yes, very much. Um, but hearing a sobbing woman near water, and you're probably gonna nope out of there. Yeah, you don't need to stick around for that, especially at night. I mean, maybe throw out a, "Hey, Miss, are you okay?" I don't do that. Oh, don't even. Okay, I just figured. Be a little compact. Hey, are you right? No. Just be like, okay. Just pretend you heard nothing. Get out of there. Keep to yourself. Yeah. Continue to live. You weren't supposed to be there anyways. You're probably a child. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, but yeah, la, 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 yeah. La. It's just. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the similar. There's, yeah, there's a lot of sounds in there. Yeah. La Lorona. Spooky Ghost. I watched a movie based. I think it was called La Llorona. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? Ago. Not great from what I remember. Oh, shit. But the legend's cool. The legend's very cool. All right, there's a guy. Okay. He's driving. It's February. Okay. How do you feel about like just people driving? Because usually what on this show, <laughs> when people are driving, what did you say? Well, what do you mean? Like, like when how people do I feel are, about yeah, people yeah, yeah, when people are just driving on this show, they usually don't see anything, right? Nothing out of the ordinary. I we, mean, we tell a lot of stories. Like, a guy drove, he went home and went to bed. Yeah, that's not typically the case. No, because sometimes people see a, quote, a stick-thin figure about five feet tall covered with hair. Stick-thin, huh? Yeah, real skinny. Okay. Maybe he thought it even was like a kid. That's a hairy kid. Yeah. But he's like, no, no, that's it's a little more than just a child. Okay. Um, that man was named uh, Rick Fisher, and he wrote a book called uh, Ghosts of the River Towns. Okay. I came across this. Well, I learned about what I'm about to tell you about, but then I got to this UnchartedLancaster.com article, which basically, you know, there's a there's a little picture of allegedly what this thing might have looked like. Um, Perspective's real wild there because there's a lot going out that road going into space. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's also standing, laying. No, it's just, it's just the perspective. Imagine the road should be down more, but this is just how the drawing looks. You know, like again. So, so he's not an artist, is what you're telling me. I'm just saying. Um, Focusing more on the I creature. I understand. I've seen the creature. It is a little Wookie. <laughs> a stick thin Wookie. Yeah. It might have also had yellow eyes. Cool. But this thing um, has a specific name, and this individual is not the first person to have seen it because people seem to see it all over. You know, it's kind of like a Pennsylvania. Cryptid. Okay. Its name could mean apple elf, elf spirit, or gliding, escaping elf spirit. It is the Albert Witch. So how does its name translate into that? Because I assume people in Pennsylvania typically speak English. 
Um, Pennsylvania was settled by uh, Dutch and English people, so I'm sure the so Dutch. So there's a English German Dutch. Could be, yeah. German origin is the name. Yeah. Type. Apple snitch. Okay. Could also be, uh, you know, the okay. name. Yeah, you know, the, that makes a little bit more sense. It now. does. It does. Yeah, absolutely. So what? Give it to me again. The the uh, apple. The uh, G's. The G's. The apple G's. Huh. Apple bees? It's like Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. Yeah, the Apple Snitch, but it is the, the Albat okay. Witch. The Albat Witch? Which is like a, seems to be like a small, skinny Sasquatch type entity. Um, you know, so not quite as massive as, say, your typical um, Sasquatch individual. Um, like a lot of these things, they uh, talk about potential Native American legends on the thing but okay. i do feel yeah. with a lot of stories that tends to be not saying it's with this one or it isn't because i haven't taken a big deep dive right but that tends to just get attached to things because this is the thing people do it's okay on the other side of the atlantic they got druids that are responsible for everything so. yeah so it's just one of those types of things um but oh shit we just missed albit witch day fuck it was October 8th, 2022. Oh. Yeah, we're a few weeks behind. Well, got to keep that in mind. I'd like to go to Albert Witch Day. But there's other issues with the Albert Witch here. Let me see if I can find some cool stuff here. Um, they tend to dwell mainly by Chickie's Rock. Again, rivers, woods, the places you would expect a Sasquatch-type creature to exist. Also, where. A fae type creature would exist. Well, one hundred percent. And um, the name Apple Snitch could also be. Um, in fact, I might have just skipped over this when I was telling you about it before. Why Apple Snitch is a thing? It's called. It can throw apples at you. It likes them, but it likes to throw them. Huh. It's obsessed with the apples. Hangs out in trees. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah. that is the uh, the Elbit Witch. And another reason why I chose this is because, um, you know, there was a report in what year do you think? Oh, 1973, mm -hmm. obviously. Right. Um, and there's a couple more from around the same time frame. Well, there's a weird theme uh, with a lot of Bigfoot stuff, too, with them taking apples. Yeah. Things like that, too. So, I mean, it's just an easily accessible fruit for animals in general it's a substantial one too as far as fruit go it can get pretty apples are nice size you know oh yeah there's a couple of apple trees in the yard out here you yeah. might run into some deer on your way out oh i hope so uh there's typically things out there eating them almost at all times of the day i saw a squirrel the other day just sitting there just yeah apple in hands just, just chomping away oh my god yeah and that's you know i mean it's big <laughs> it's like the size i was gonna of say head. it's like the biggest <laughs> like, body right yeah. But yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. They're like it's a pretty good food source. Like an apple tree, if it's producing, it's dropping a lot of food, so things are going to be coming to it. So I've heard a lot of stories about Bigfoot and other creatures and normal animals around apple trees. So it also apple might have. Snitch. We might have one out there. It also might have. Um... You know, reddish brown hair, that's a thing too. A lot of Sasquatches and things tend to have the reddish brown. Mm -hmm. Tend to be a little red in the fur. But I mean, that's, I mean, even just doing like a bunch of quick like scrolls and stuff, it seems to be just a specific Pennsylvania beast, uh, based creature. It doesn't appear, and again, perhaps um, this beautiful beast needs to be revisited later. Could be. But even just looking, it seems to be the story. He, it exists. It enjoys apples. It's skinny. It's furry. Yeah. And it just kind of roams around. Um, I think a cryptid uh, fandom article that I was just looking at mentioned the fact that maybe they were driven to extinction. I mean, okay. I wouldn't. I mean, if you can hunt it, we will do that. So, mm -hmm. if there was wild 1800s hunting parties of settlers mowing down apple snitches, well, that's horrifying for them. But po something people would do. Possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not unlikely. Um, 
That one yeah. we, maybe we need to come back to. We'll see. I guess in yeah, the future. We'll see. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Comes out of that one. Yeah, another quote um, from Fisher. These creatures, the Albert Witch, would come out of the trees and steal apples from the people who were picnicking there. Oh, prankster. Mm-hmm. They would eat the apples and throw the cores back at the people. I like that. Yeah. Because they don't want the trash. Yeah. Here, take your trash with you. Yeah. There's also a report where someone had seen um, one in the early 1980s. Um, and again, a lot of these quotes are probably from Fisher's book. So that also would be worth investigating. But all these things also seem to be um, coinciding, these articles, with the Albert Witch Festival, which, again, that's another case of a town embracing its local creature and making a basic another reason to drink and get... That's wasted. what tells me we need to dive into that one a little bit more, maybe, in the future. Oh, I don't disagree Because there's completely. a festival based around that. There is a festival. But yeah... Um, I mean, it could be nothing more than that, but... It exists... And it's time to party. What part of Pennsylvania is this in? Um, it's really not that far. No, it's not. To a degree. I mean, some of these articles, yeah, Haunted Lancaster. So, yeah, Chickie's Rock. Where is Chickie's Rock in Pennsylvania? I do not know all of... Can you spell me that? Pennsylvania's geography. Uh, Chickie's... Chickie's C-I-A. C-H-I-A. Like, not like, not like Y apostrophe S, like Chickie's, like, you know, C-H-I-C-K-I-E-S. Yeah, it's in Columbia, Lancaster County. Columbia, Pennsylvania. Columbia, yeah. Which, know. if you look at any of these pictures... It's like a cool little spot. Yeah, I mean, any of these pictures look pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. How long is the drive? Let's figure it out. Let's figure out, in Midwesterner terms, uh, ten and a half hours. It's not great. Uh, no, it's, it's right it's, outside of the. That's longer. Yeah. What would be your threshold? We're like long but doable. Because I can tell you mine. Like six. Ten's like my my where like anything past ten, I'm like, Got it. that's a long drive. Correct. If it was like six, I'd be like, well, six is doable. Like doable, like not fun. Yeah. It's never fun. Well, you're not doing it right then. I mean. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying driving for six hours, you really got to be doing other stuff to make it an exciting time. The drive itself. Sitting by yourself for six hours? Yeah, no. that's. Thank God podcasts exist. Yeah. Because they make time fly hopefully, by. Hopefully those catch on one day. Yeah, I know. It's a new thing. <laughs> Only a couple people are doing them. Yeah. But yeah. Albert Witch could be revisited in the future. Consider this maybe even just a teaser. But I had not heard of a skinny, four-foot-tall Sasquatch-like entity hanging out in Columbia, Pennsylvania before. Yeah, and while that is ten and a half hours away, I got something that's about ten and a half minutes away. What? That's my next topic. What on earth? Yeah, something I... The other two I had known about and was kind of like just... Had them in the back of my mind. Yeah. And when I wanted to get one more, I was like just browsing around and sure. stumbled upon one that is wildly close to home. Okay. Uh, I mean, 10 minutes is like here. That's like it's in the bathroom. Yeah, it's pretty close. That's how long it takes me to walk to your bathroom. 10 minutes. I mean, I have a massive house. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't tell people that the house is three acres long. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what we got, yeah. In 1850, oh shit. The Will County Poor Farm was established. A who? The Will County Poor Farm. All right. Uh, it was a place that was made uh, for elderly or homeless or children or the mentally unstable. Okay. Uh, to live. I'm sure it was in a 1850 facility. Uh, the I&M Canal was just getting kind of finished up. Oh, yeah. And people were starting to expand into further west, so okay. things were happening. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all the canal in Will County. That's us. You know, that's right here. Did anybody happen to stay there with bare hands? Don't know. Okay. Maybe. It's entirely possible. Anyways, that's a side tangent. I just thought about it. 
according to an article called First Stop, Final Rest by Gina Oisaki, uh, the need for a poor farm in Will County came from the request of the Will County Board of Supervisors, Supervisors November 12, 1850. They appointed a couple men to oversee establishing a farm for the poor. Uh, there were too many children and adults, um, like elderly adults, yeah. that were just being abandoned because... People couldn't afford to help them, feed them, right. things along those lines. And with the rapid expansion going on during the 1850s, mid-1800s, uh, our country is booming. People are getting lost. Like mm-hmm. It couldn't have been a great time to be alive, really. Just hard. Depending on, yeah, harder time. Just I a guess. hard life. Yeah insurmountable just good luck nothing established everything is from the ground up you know if you're settling an area yeah so the ill orphans some from disease just homelessness all all that good old fun stuff leaves a bunch of people behind though so will county being where it is kind of centrally located at the time Mm -hmm. um they bought land they bought a giant piece of property really pretty big uh for eleven hundred dollars which seems crazy those are the days Mm -hmm. eleven hundred dollars in what year 1850 i mean it's probably a lot of money now Probably still not as much money as no, it should be. Exactly. But um they required that uh this farm would open up, would give people a place to work for food, for a place to stay. Uh, they even got so far as to hire a doctor and that would come by uh I think weekly. Okay. Or maybe monthly. But like you had housing, you had medical care for these people that were struggling. Pretty big deal. Um, the land was really close to here. Like I said, ten and a half minutes is not. I'm not exaggerating on that. I believe you. That's. I not... used to work very close to where this was, oh, and shit. I think you do now. I bet I do. Uh, okay, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Do I know how much eleven hundred dollars was? How much it's worth? Yeah, sure. Forty-one thousand eight hundred. It's still fucking cheap for uh-huh. <laughs> getting an entire farm. Yes. Uh, yeah, buildings were established. They're uh, they were up to living in standards. Like they weren't just like shacks or anything. Nice. So actual. Like it was seen. It was looked over. It was cared about. It was the. Will County Board doing right by the people that were abandoned in it and, you know, probably helping them out too. Yeah. To a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, they eventually, we already have talked about this in depth enough that I don't need to go on to it too much. Which part? Uh, the mentally ill that were left here back in the day, not treated great. Oh, and they weren't looked after and respected? No. they oh. On this farm, they were put into solitary confinement. Oh, my God. That's just worse, so much worse. Which they were built rooms into the farm and everything. Uh, be surprised if they just built a room and sealed them in it. There you go. You're done. It kind of sounds like maybe to a degree that's what they did. But, oh, God. Uh, again, there's not a ton to go off of here. Sure. Most of what I find is like court documents or not court documents but like transaction documents okay. and like log books official records and what have you yeah and so they had solitary confinement for the disorderly and yeah not again not great so while living here and working, and a lot of them being infirmed or mm-hmm. poor or unhealthy or abandoned. A lot of people died here. 
course they did. So now there is a graveyard where up to the high end, it's speculated that there's 150 people buried at this site. Okay. There are headstones, but there's not a lot of headstones. Okay. Most of them are unmarked, and it is speculated there's at least 50 to 150 people buried at this site. Where the hell is this? (laughs) So close. It is. The site is still there. We can walk to it. Oh, my God. Is Uh, it just part of the canal trail? uh Uh-uh. Okay. In a second. Yeah, sure, sure. That's fair. It is neglected and overgrown, and it is said to be haunted. Because the area, there is a small trail that leads to it. Okay. And. Oh my God. People see strange lights, orbs, and feel cold spots. It is just south of the youth correctional facility, the far back of the inward soccer fields. Yes. Small forested area. I literally played soccer there in the adult league I was playing in this year. Incredible. And I had no idea this was there. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just right there. Yeah. It was right there. That's crazy. I mean, I don't know if anybody else who doesn't live this close is as fascinated <laughs> with this as both you and I are right now. I mean, it's very local. but Very like, local. But when, I mean... When I saw it, I was like, holy shit. Like, I worked in this area for five years. I believe you work close to that area close. now. I'm pretty close, yeah. And, like, I literally was in that field oh multiple times this summer. And it's just soccer fields now. And I had no idea. There's a haunted graveyard right there. It almost feels like a lunch trip. Right? <laughs> I mean, everyone's like, yeah, let's go over here. Okay. Yeah, like, I want to go check it out now. Because, I mean, it's just a... The soccer fields are dead during the week. You can just walk out there. Yeah, that's something that has to be done. Yeah. The weekend, it's going to be busy. You're not going to want to go out there. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, with the soccer fields, no. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't seem like it's like something locked away and cordoned off, or yeah, like our other haunted yeah, like the best one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this one's just open. Uh, it's got a trail that goes to it, like, and yeah, people uh, say there's the typical hauntings of a. I mean, you can imagine all the trauma that goes into so much a trauma. cemetery like that, especially if it's on the farm. Right. And when I was reading like the article and everything that describes this area, it's like Joliet Lake and it like tells me where Joliet Lake is and I'm like, Well, I remember like a creek looking pond area over is there it, or something. Is and, it and like a like, lake? No, they're like yeah, now it's mostly like an overgrown swamp area. Oh wow. And I'm like, wow, that was called Joliet Lake back then? But then you think of all the road development and shit like that and it's oh, like that's true. Yeah. Who knows what happened? Right. Because, I mean, that's... Well, yeah, just... 170 years ago. It's like, yeah, point. we don't need this lake anymore. Yeah. Let's dig it, fill it in or dig it out or... Yep. Change the way the water works and... So very close to home for us, uh, but still kind of a spooky little cemetery. You can look up a few pictures of it, too, and it's just like... I was, yeah, it's yeah. It's just yeah. like very unkempt cemetery. And it says there's only one headstone that has a marker on it at all. And is there still this, is there still like a house? That, it's just the cemetery, right? I think it's just the cemetery. All right. Because they, they actually pulled, I'm guessing it happened when they were doing the soccer fields. They like they pulled remains out of there and they're still at like the Joliet Coroner's office or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thought that was cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Yeah, that's definitely something that needs to be dealt with. And by dealt with, I mean us visit and see what's going on over there. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty that's pretty cool. I mean not cool for the trauma and you know what probably went on there. Right. But now we got a haunted cemetery to our west and our east. If you figure out where we live now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a haunted a lot of haunted things. A lot of a lot of haunted stuff going on. No, but I mean that's very cool. Mm-hmm. 
but we've been kind of, you know, this episode, you know, it's a mixture of different things. And one thing we've done occasionally throughout this past year is, you know, read spooky stories to each other that we find on the internet that perhaps have been posted Mm -hmm. by individuals who use the internet. Probably. And there's a beautiful Reddit thread that I have visited in the past Okay, that has given us a lot of misery to deal with, you know. That one about the that ask Reddit thread about the true oh, scary God. things that happened to you. Oh yeah, I knew that one affects you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who his mother is gonna get killed. Um, there's just a couple. I'm gonna not couple, but two. Literally just two. Just for old times' sake, just a little trip down here. Um, one of these is written by Steen Dickens, and um, I skimmed it because it's more fun when I read these, and I don't exactly know what's coming either. So we can both be shocked or horrified. Okay. And then I feel kind of blame. I didn't, you know, if I didn't totally edit it, it's not my fault that I read it to you, right? Right. If it's just a random post someone made on the internet that goes on to say, okay, this is 100% true. I'm good 20, start. I'm 23. It's very good. I'm 23 now, and this happened about 10 years ago, so it's probably 13 or 14. So that was eight years ago. So this is, this is like, this sounds like a story problem. Wait, what? It's like math. <laughs> yeah. I'm 23 now. Uh-huh. That was eight years ago. Okay. So then about 10 years before that, this individual is probably 13 or 14. So then the question... That doesn't make sense. The question would be, how old is this person now? That's what I would ask you. Uh, 23 now, eight years ago, that's 15. 10 years before that, he's five. Yeah, but how old is he like right now in 2022? I don't know what year was posted. <laughs> eight years ago from today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I understand. Right. So basically, you just got to... He's basically probably about... 33, 34. 31, 32. Either way. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I used to skate. And then like... Same. In uh, parentheses, he has board. (laughs) Like skateboard, as opposed to just, I used to skateboard, because skateboard can be a verb. Yeah, it can be. So you don't need the parentheses to be like, I like to skate with a board. All the time with my friends, Tim and Brandon. One day we got done skating and we decided to go to 7-Eleven and get some food drinks before we went home. Remember, I was only 13 to 14. Yeah, we dwelled on that for way too long. So we weren't driving. We had skated to the 7-Eleven and we're planning on skating, walking back home. A lot of Wait, do they skateboard or just skate there? Uh, there's no parentheses board, so I think we're just skating. Huh, interesting. Slash walking home. So they'd skate, they'd walk, huh. hold the board. Do they footwalk? Anyway... <laughs> We buy our drinks and we left the store. We walked to the parking lot's exit and prepared to cross the highway. It's not a bust highway. Hello. Probably meant to type busy. Sure. Bust highway. Have you heard of those? Anyways, since it's a small town, while we waited for the traffic light to turn red so that we could cross, I looked behind me at the 7-Eleven gas pumps. I noticed a 40 to 50 year old man pumping gas into his white truck. Okay. Don't you like how I said that? (laughs) He stared at me, and before I knew it, he dropped the gas pump and jumped into his truck. He slammed on the gas and sped straight at my friends and I. He missed us, but he grazed my arm and knocked my skateboard out of my hand. So then he didn't really miss you. If he grazed you enough to, like, knock the skateboard out of your hand, he touched you. He made contact. It's called a miss, though. wasn't a direct hit. Fair. My friend Brandon screamed, What the fuck, you fucking dick? As the man peeled out and sped to the parking lot next to 7-Eleven, I swear to God, he drove through a ditch, which was between 7-Eleven's parking lot and the parking lot he was in, and tried to run us over again. This is where it got bad. Are they skateboard cops? Maybe. And this guy's, like, on the on the run? Maybe. They're cops? Like, There's... bike cops? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 13-year-old bike cops? Yeah. Skate cops? Yeah. Maybe this man was having a delusion where he thought that's what they were. Maybe. And figured out this was the only path to his salvation. The three of us started running at full speed across the highway toward the local library, which is like two to three blocks from 7-Eleven. 
I don't know how many times I'm gonna have to say Seven Eleven out loud as I read this. I don't know. When we, we were when we, about, <laughs> when we were about half a block away, they don't say it, but again, a half a block away from Seven Eleven, I looked back and saw the maniac speeding towards us, full of rage. Brandon and Tim ran up to the library doors, and I ran towards the woods. It was Sunday, so I knew the library was closed, and there was a trail in the woods, which led to my backyard. Meanwhile, this maniac peeled into the parking lot and hopped out of his truck. I looked behind me before escaping into the woods, and I saw him grab either a shotgun or a crowbar. Those are very different things. They're not the same. They're long metal tubes, Mm -hmm. objects. I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying he justifies this with his infamous parentheses. I was pretty far away at this point, and I was freaking... From 7-Eleven? From 7-Eleven. I was pretty far away. (laughs) Yeah, from 7-Eleven. Um... Or perhaps the maniac, and I was freaking out, so my vision wasn't great. From the bed of this, from the bed of his truck, I ran all the way home. When I got to my street, my neighbor Tim's dad told me to get in his car because we had to go to the video store, which is where Tim's mom worked. When I got there, I found Tim and Brandon. There's a lot of parentheses. They ran to the video store after realizing the library was closed, and three cops. Skate cops. Skate cops. <laughs> A minute later, my mom came in, crying her eyes out because Brandon and Tim told her they didn't know if I lived. Retiring. <laughs> they didn't know if I had lived or not. Oh, all right, that's dark. So Brandon and Tim just found his mom, and she's like, "Where's my son? We don't know if he's alive." What? Oh God. Oh, okay. And he was being chased by this maniac. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He hit his arm. What? Everyone had thought that I was captured. Tim told me that he saw the guy running after me into the woods, which is scary because I thought the maniac was chasing them, not me. Okay. Anyway, he was never caught, and I spent the next five years worrying about every white truck I saw. Edit. I forgot the most scary part. My town is small, but it's not empty. There were plenty of people around while this was going on. I felt so helpless, running for my life, while there were at least 100 people around not doing a thing about it. Yeah, it's not great. Also, to be clear, we didn't provoke this man at all. He tried to hit us for no reason, and that's creepy. Brandon called him a dick, but that was after he tried to run us over, which is fair. We were good Uh kids trying to walk home, and we almost died. Slash, got seriously hurt because of it. Then he makes an emoji face like... Can you do that again for the mic? Yeah. In the mic, please? Yeah, I figured you would like that part. I don't know what the fuck that is. You haven't seen this emoji? No. What? what? I don't know what that is. Shocked, I guess. <laughs> it's a colon and then just like an O. Oh, you're so talking it's like, like old school emoji. Oh, totally. Oh, oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell by the expression I made. No, your eyes don't look like a semicolon or a colon. Yeah. What if I tilt my head? Also, it comes full circle. Also, bust highway equals busy highway. So he noticed this Reddit post. Can't he just edit it? He noticed. I mean, he made the edit to post this addendum. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Well, that's spooky. Yeah. Real scary. Let a 7-Eleven talk. That's a good one to pick. That was real cool. Nailed it. All right, so let me just, I'm going to scan this one just real quick. Because we need to, this is how these go. They're quite a random experience. Let's see. All right. Last one. This account, this is posted by somebody whose account doesn't exist. So maybe I won't do that one. This is one is by. It's probably the good one. (laughs) Eight years ago. When I was eight, my family moved from urban South Florida to a really small town in North Florida. It was like from a Goosebumps book. A lot of weird stuff was happened. A lot of weird stuff has happened in the 15 years since we moved there. But the weirdest has got to be when my sister moved back in with my parents. My sister's husband had been shipped off to Afghanistan, so she was left alone with a newborn son. Not wanting to go through the soul-crushing loneliness of raising a newborn all alone in a trailer in the woods... She moved back into my parents' house for a while. Fair. Yeah, exactly. She said it started first when the headboard of her bed would slam every now and then. 
Then one day she woke up because somebody was tickling her. Hmm. Not a fan. A mahaha. It's your favorite monster. No. She didn't really think about it until one night she woke my mom up by screaming. My sister is almost 30. She's not a little kid. Well, she has it. I mean, whatever. And my mom went in and the whole fucking bed was rocking and shaking, like really violently up and down to the sides, like a boat going through white water. Hmm. That's not good. I don't like it. But my mom and sister have been through a lot of shit, so they persevered. It's a good sentence. One night, my sister was nursing her son, and something grabbed her ponytail and started yanking her head around. Oh, my God. That sounds painful. I don't like it. Yeah. Again, a lot of things I'm not liking here. My mom went in the room and very sternly, like talking to a bad kid, said, I understand things are different. There's a little baby here, and there never has been before. You're curious. I understand that. But you will not touch them anymore. You can look. You can stay. You were here before us, but I swear to God, you are not allowed to touch them. Okay. It stopped happening. Wow. And that's the end of the whole post. That's all we get. Just needed a stern talking to. And we just accept that mom knew there was a fucking ghost living in the house. Yeah. And uh, knew how to talk to it. And told it what was up. And then it stopped. That's pretty spooky. Yeah, we'll take it. Again, 50 50. Uh-huh. One about a guy chasing a bunch of kids as bystanders watch, and he hits one of them, and then that kid's mom thinks he's dead or captured by a maniac. And the other one, one mother is yelling at a spirit because it is harassing her, um, her daughter and grandchild, grandson. maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, that was just a trip down her favorite Reddit thread, which I'm sure we'll, get, we'll visit again in the future. It just, says, just keeps on giving. A lot of may- madness and mayhem in that thread. You never know what's coming. You never know what's coming. It's good. I mean, at least nobody's like family got massacred. That's true. Because, I mean... And those are, would have been all the ones that people upvoted. Yeah, get it up there. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That is... That's a... Uh... Our podcast in a little bottle right there. Well, that's like the weird and feared like Cliff Notes Halloween Bonanza. It's all the little short right. guys we either didn't have or came across or... Uh-huh. Revisited similar avenues of yeah. stories and things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Because next week, we yeah. have the Battle Royale. Yeah, it's on. It's on. Out for blood. Mm-hmm. Blood. All the monsters, creatures, places, ghosts will be... Evil people, maybe. Locations. Locations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're all going to duke it out. Because every year at this time... It's normally going on at this time, but we... Sure. Halloween. Sure. Get some spooky stories in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Next week. Well, I mean, we're probably going to figure out here behind the veil uh, when we finish this guy what our brackets looking like so then we can dive into it next time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. Because it'll be the weird and feared annual spooky time battle royale. Battle royale. We got the weird division and the fear division. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll see s- who comes out on top. Yeah, place your bets. Mm-hmm. It'll be nice remembering who we even talked about. I like that part. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, yeah, we did that <laughs> oh, a year shit. ago. Oh, wow. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's cool. Time's weird. How powerful is Christmas this year? Ah, never mind. We'll get into it. That's the point. That <laughs> yeah. is the point. But you guys, enjoy your Halloween. It is today. Get your tricks and treats. Mm-hmm. Don't be a party monster and just jump through people's windows and ask them if it's party time. Well, I love that guy. Yeah. It's my spirit animal. <laughs> Maybe he, he had a kitchen knife and a weird home. Jump through the window. Bam. Stone cold glass breaking music. Hey, you guys got the time? It's party time. What? Yeah. Here's Get out of here. You <laughs> no. Slap, slap him away. Party's here. No. Trying to pull people out the windows to party. Yeah. Hey. 
That's what I should I should dress up as the party monster. Yeah, and just wear like that weird, creepy black mask that guy wore. <laughs> and like, I'm the party monster. What? It's time to go. This is not the party monster I expected <laughs> when you said you were coming as the party monster. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys, support us where you know where to support us. The patreoncom slash feared. Leave us some reviews. Even just the five stars is cool. Any stars is cool. We obviously want most stars, but we like I mean, we like a lot of stars. Yeah, so, yeah. that's true. But we'll but, take uh, whatever we can get. Yeah, guys. But enjoy your fucking Halloween. Yeah, fuck yeah. Stay. Oh, so spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. Mm-hmm.